Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Sisterhood Our Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Pumeza Langa. Boskasi, the South African singer-songwriter who we were introduced to, well, me, I was introduced to her through the song Move For Me, the hit single from Casping Your Vest that was released a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago now. The conversation I had with her was about her musical journey, her upbringing. She lived in, in the Netherlands for a couple of years and came back. And we also touched on the Cape Coloured background, her musical experience and the journeys, and the different sounds that she's introducing with her latest EP, We Are Gold. It was an amazing conversation from various topics about Black Lives Matter, gender-based violence, and other issues. She's a really phenomenal individual. I hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, thank you so much for your time and for joining me on Sisterhood Hour Conversations. I'm so excited to be here. Really, really excited. Um, This is my second experience doing a podcast, which is so earlier in the week. So this is like, it's so cool. I've never done these things. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our world. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Boskasi, let's get started. I mean, please tell us a bit more about yourself, um, where you come from. I mean, I mean, there was a part I read that you grew up in the Netherlands for a bit of time. Yes, I did. Yeah. So I was born in Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, stayed there till I was 11 years old. And then okay. I moved to the Netherlands where I did my um, schooling. Yes. And um, we then, yeah, stayed there for six years and then moved wow. back to South Africa. Um, the experience in the Netherlands was super crazy, super amazing. But it's so yeah. funny because um, my, you know, when you're young and you're like in primary school and yes. I remember my mom being like, um, we're moving. 
And I was like, there's no way I'm moving and leaving my friends. Like, you can't take me away <laughs> yes. from my friends. Because you're, when, you're, when you're that young, your friends are your most important asset in your life. Exactly. And I obviously, in retrospect, like, didn't see the benefit of moving overseas. I was just worried about my friends. But um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's looking important. Back, <laughs> you're right looking back probably the most amazing um experience I could have had yeah. at that young age you know being exposed wow. to different people different cultures um and just getting a, a broader view of the world so mm. so amazing and yeah I'm so grateful that I had that privilege no that's amazing and now speaking in terms of your your time in the Netherlands, I mean, mm-hmm. in hindsight and through your music now and your journey, has mm. that had any influence on um, your the work that you do, how you view the world, really? Yeah. But um, but just your learnings as well, and how you've grown as an artist. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to music in particular, I think. My um, being over there, obviously, there's mm-hmm. a different culture of music. Yes. They listen to um, different styles. And I was exposed to, like, rock and um, wow. indie and alternative music. And I loved it so much. And I definitely think that played a part in um, the way I mm. appreciate and love music now. Mm. And um, there was so much electronic music and um I was a big fan of dubstep and drum and bass that was like such wow. a vibe for me you know and um I mean contrary to how I what I grew up listening to which was very jazzy mm-hmm. very um old school based R&B you know um this was a literally a culture shock in music for me but it was amazing because I think the more you know the better yes. you know in in that yes. sense so it definitely added to the way I hear music the way I write my lyrics I used to listen to a lot of folk music and um oh. they're so they're so um descriptive with their writing yes. and I think that definitely um inspired me to to write in a certain way when I write my lyrics on the guitar actually before like when I was first mm-hmm. um when I first started playing guitar, you know, live and started writing um, music and stuff like that, I mm. literally, um, I used to call my music folk music because I really, I was so oh. inspired by that genre. So, yeah, it definitely did, um, you know, add to the way I love and understand mm. the different elements of music. Definitely. Oh wow! And in terms of your your worldview, I mean, I'm mm. sure growing up in a South African space, and mm-hmm. now you take into a place like the Netherlands. I mean, as you're describing it, and from mm. what I've read and seen, it's and other people's experiences. It's just it's such an eclectic. There's a mix of mm. everything, everyone. Um, it's just the the way that you end up seeing the world and experiencing the world. Um, it just opens up your mind a whole on a whole other level 100% I definitely influenced the way I um, view people view and understand people um, view their cultures respect their Mm. cultures Um, you know the idea that we are all different and that we all have our um, our you know what we grew up with is is what makes our 
you know world important and you respect that yes. and yes. um i think an interesting thing about being in the netherlands as a south african african woman was mm-hmm. that i what i realized was the miseducation and and undereducated um world views actually came from them because they expected mm-hmm. me to be black in in the sense that i'm black in um, my in my cultural world view but my country yes. is Do you understand if you understand uh, so, so they yes, they yes. think that people from Africa only have black dark colored skin which was yes. really like you know so that they were shocked and that's where I had to again like do educating and um and give them an understanding that you know there's a multitude of colors in yes. um in Africa and you know the the way they saw race i realized was so um was so um, particular it was one way there was no dynamic in the in the understanding of race um wow. so that was really interesting and um it made me feel really patriotic towards africa and yeah. and more so south africa you know i felt like i always had to stand up for who i am and where i'm from which is yes. amazing because in retrospect yes. it helped me um understand myself more and and being oh. a colored person from cape town mm-hmm. i then also went through my own identity crisis because i was like you know i was so proudly South African in Holland mm. like I was just like always that girl that stood up for my people I was like yeah. Afrocentric you know doing all of those things um wow. but then I came back to South Africa go into my last year of high school mm. and I then realized that my fellow um Cape Townians or South Africans in that high mm. school were aspiring to be more like the west than they were african uh, so that is a real um sure. it really like shook my world because i was like oh finally i'm coming home i'm coming to a place yes. where people look like me where people understand yes. our, our narrative um you know and obviously not having been here for a long time you lose touch with with the way people are seeing the world and i came home yes. and then I realized that like you know no one's trying to have like cruise hair or like <laughs> embrace in the curls you know I'm the yeah. only one out here like yeah finally coming home and then they all like no girl we judged you straight hair like, you know <laughs> so it was it really shook my world but what I'm mm. glad it did was that it it further solidified um how I wanted to um address my identity you know which mm. was i wanted to be more proud of being koi and having my koi heritage and all the other mm. um <clears throat> heritage that makes up boskasi you know um yeah. i wanted to be so proud of it and um that then further went into my musical career so oh, yeah that is my experience of the west <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listening to what, you, to what you're saying, and it's just, it's amazing to see. I mean, like you said, when you came back, um, oh. the you were coming back to a, a world that wanted to be more westernized, yeah. and now it's like, but now it's interesting to see how that particular world. I mean, even for me, I see it as well. Where yeah. in some parts we are trying to embrace 
more of who we are as African people and defining it for ourselves and just kind of showing the world that we're more than just what they think Um, and we we are amazing I mean Africa has just has contributed so much to the growth of the world and it just hasn't been acknowledged and in some parts hasn't been documented properly 100% so it's 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 absolutely crazy I mean I mean I love that the your first solo project I mean we are gold I was listening to get racks and believe Mm. in you and Mm -hmm. polar opposites of songs but (laughs) I uh, I I mean believe in you I mean I read that you um, you were saying that it was your own personal experience in terms of your um, a love journey that you went on yeah and it's it's I mean the video the music the melody the lyrics it it it's a beautiful song it's it, it's an unex- I think it's unexpected yeah, you know from yes, listening to yeah, for sure you're, <laughs> you're listening to it and you're like, it is unexpected and yeah um, if I can just um elaborate on that mm. I think my music in general is just unexpected you know yes. the way I piece my music together it's there's no formula it's very mm. much based on how I feel because I want to be as real mm. with the process as I can without being influenced too much yes. by yes. um what we've been taught you know because Mm -hmm. um music is supposed to be your blueprint it's your story you know and as opposed to wanting to follow someone else's blueprint you know Mm. I feel like we need to be a generation of creating our own blueprints um just so that we can you know go back to to making music that um tells stories and music that um has has substance or or whatever you want to you could call it you know I I just Mm -hmm. that's personally my mission you know and Mm -hmm. um yeah so definitely very unexpected I I actually (laughs) yeah that's that's describe my music I love that that's actually pretty awesome and get racks I mean Mm -hmm. how did that one come about I mean it's 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 a very powerful song it's a very girl go get it on your own terms um it makes you want to like just get up and be like okay you know what Pumeza get your stuff together yes (laughs) let's get that racks you know yes ultimately (laughs) lyrically the context um speaks about a woman of color just Mm. out there um, being proud and boasting about the fact that Mm. I'm doing interviews on repeat. I'm hustling every day. Mm. I'm waking up and I'm getting my racks, you know? So um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just being boastfully proud of um, the work you do and um, hustling for that money, you know? So yeah. yeah, ultimately I, you know, the aim is for, for women of color out there to relate to this idea of um, mm. the first line says, I don't know if you can see this life was built for me, you know? Mm. So it's like very proud, very sassy. It's a very sassy yes. Boscasi, um that yeah. came out. And um, essentially when I heard the beat, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I said pre um, earlier, I go with, the, with how I'm feeling. And I just started like yeah. writing almost like a rap. And I don't rap. I actually can't rap. <laughs> but um I I write I started writing like these bars, you know, and these bars wow. were just like really hard and really hard hitting. And yeah. um 
I, I went with it, you know, I was like, that's how I was feeling. And this is my truth. So, um, exactly. Yeah. I was, I was really, um, happy with the outcome. And then if I can just touch on the, the, mm. the beat side of the yes. song. So as I said earlier, I was very inspired, um, when I lived in Holland by electronic music, drum and bass, yes. um, um, dubstep, you know, and this particular sound that, that is used in, in Get Racks is yeah. called London Garage. So there's the sound called yes. London Garage, which I've okay. always been attracted to, you know, because there's such a, a dope rhythm. It has like such a cool mm -hmm. flow. And um, when I asked my um, producer, the producer of the song, Nalcino, mm -hmm. to actually, um, you know, create something in that way or in that, yes. with that vibe and rhythm, he created this, which I wow. then further realized is actually I call I call the sound now not London Garage, but I call uh -huh. it futuristic yacht because yes, I'm touch oh, on the what? Idea of yacht. <laughs> Please, yeah, because I read that and I was like, what? Yes. what is that? <laughs> yes, so so I call it futuristic yacht because um. In in Cape Town, we have the sound called yacht music, and and it's mm. all about the the rhythm. It's all about the mm. um, the BPM, the fastness of the song, and okay. um, ultimately that that is what Get Racks is. So, um, oh, okay. if I can explain what yacht is as well, yeah. um, uh -huh. yacht is basically. Um, a sound from Cape Town that okay. was born in the yard. So literally, okay. it's it refers to yard parties that were always had uh, at the back of the house or in the garage okay. or any space next to the house designated to just lumming and having fun, you know? Wow. Um, so that's yacht. So literally, yacht okay. means yard. So it's music played okay. in the yard. And ultimately, this type of music has a very fast rhythm it has a very okay. cool rhythm because you at, at you know at a certain point of the party you need to keep people going and this music is playing yes. so that's yeah okay. it's, a, it's a genre that um you know is i call it, it it's like it's part of the streets of cape town yeah if you know what i mean oh, it, it has yeah. the global levels and mm. um I mean, in the way that like I'm a piano, gom, yes. um, okay. et cetera has. So I decided to, um, you know, include this in my project because I thought it was such a beautiful sound that I grew up with. And it, yes. it, for me, it's, it's reminiscent of my childhood. And I was like, you mm. know, how more, um, if, I, if I really want to be true to myself and my, what I grew up with, you know, then include mm. these genres in my music and, I spoke about creating these blueprints earlier and that that this is wow. mine ultimately. And that's what I, I love that. gold. No, that's I mean, look, it's it's I think it's a beautiful tribute mm. to to your history, but not just yours, but a lot of um people from Cape Town in terms of what they grew yes. up with and listening, what you listen to. And I mean, I'm, when you're talking about yacht music, I'm actually thinking about like Cape Minstrels, but like absolutely fast paced, <laughs> like really electronic. Cause like, no, in my exactly. mind I'm thinking, okay, like, is it that? Okay. So, okay, so, so, okay. so this is okay. Let me explain. So um, 
what you hear in the Cape Minstrels is guma. Yes. So there's two sounds I use yes. in my in my EP, and that's called guma okay. and yat. Okay. So guma is the acoustic version of yat. Yat is just made with beats. Oh. Guma is made with um, live instruments. But you are correct. Oh, the very okay. fast tempo, very fast paced. It makes you want to draw. It. it makes you want to, you know, dance and be really yes. energetic. So yes. um, guma is the sound used in, because when the Cape Minstrels walk down the street, they use a marching mm. band. So that's acoustic yes. um, instruments. But ultimately, when you take that music oh. and you put it on the computer and you, um, yes. it becomes electronic and that's yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, now yes. I get the picture of it. Oh, I, oh, that is so awesome. That is so epic. <laughs> Please take it to the world, girl. Take it to the oh, world. The world thanks, needs this. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so there's a story. There's a whole historical story, you know. And, um, oh, that's beautiful. It's like I, I really want um, South Africans to, to know before mm. it goes to the world, our, our, mm. our fellow South Africans to know what... Um, you know what comes out of Cape Town and these sounds that mm. that have been there for 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 very long. Oh, it's no, it's beautiful sounds. It's because look, I mean, I grew when I think Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, like the first thing that comes up to my mind is like prophets of the city. Like yes, that's, absolutely. That's where my exactly. mind goes. Wow, <laughs> that's where wow, my you, mind goes. You you know the OGA. <laughs> that's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> You know, it's crazy because I didn't grow up listening to a lot of rap. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my in our household, it was a lot of like your 80s, 70s jazz, yes. pop music, yes. you know, the Rolling Stones kind of vibe, mm-hmm. classical music. Mm-hmm. So I kind of blossomed a little bit later to your Prophets of the City and your rap and that particular um, subculture of music. Yes. And you know when i'm listening to it now it's different like i think when you're listening to certain music it kind of you you connect with it differently depending on which chapter of your life you're in absolutely 100% yeah so when i listen to it now i'm like whoa this this is another revolution right here absolutely exactly and it's all about just going back and and um, digging into those um those pioneers in in our own country you know exactly um, so yeah the, we have gold That's here nice. literally we have gold no, absolutely. Um, and like I you agree. said at the beginning we we have been innovators we have we as people of color we as africans south africans we've been innovators yes. we've been um yes. change makers you know to the world yes. and now you know there's more that we can dig out and dig up and yeah. and, and bring forth you know so I'm very first. excited for that journey brilliant let's talk about last year when the song with casper and your vest came out move for me Mm. i mean that so was it last year the week before but i mean 2018 i don't know i can't even remember (laughs) (laughs) but that song came out and i mean look we we were obsessed with the with the song i mean Mm. because casper's casper but we heard your voice yes and we were like who is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she I mean, is packing some vocals. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I think that is your reaction was probably the reaction of most people when when mm. they eventually found out that, you know, I was mm. the voice behind um, the vocals on Move For yeah. Me. Um, 
an incredible experience for me you know I um prior to move for me I was very much um acoustic and just Mm -hmm. you know taking taking it slow on my journey and and just going with with the times and so on and then you know this huge opportunity comes about um one thing Mm -hmm. that that I was that really like how could I say in retrospect just startled me was that I wasn't shocked when it happened when when I got oh. the call mm-hmm. saying um Casper wants the song on the album you know because Casper wow. heard the vocals and he wanted to keep it like that you know and I was, wow. I was obviously so honored and he um sure. I was like I wasn't I wasn't shocked because I know that in my life and mm-hmm. you know I've yeah. there's certain things that I've prayed for a long time before it happens uh, and when it happens yes. you kind of just um you you surrender to the 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 gift or the journey you yes. know and that's what I did I yes. was like I just literally I was like thank you God you know it's it's here and it's oh, happened man. and this is the time you know um that's which is beautiful. also just um testament to to that saying that you always need to be ready I, I don't know, that yes. just really stuck out for me at that time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that happened. And it was so amazing because I was like, oh, this is this is incredible. You know, it catapulted me uh-huh. to a completely new world, being the more commercial mm-hmm. um, side of music here in Johannesburg and South Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. an amazing experience, a huge learning experience for me and ultimately put me or, or um, assisted me on the path that I'm currently following, you know, able to, to wow. bring my music to the world. So definitely oh, a milestone beautiful. for me in my career. No, it's amazing. I mean, like you say, when, when the timing just works out, mm. I mean, we just have to stick, stay true, do the work, put our head down. Yes. It's tough, you know, it's it is, tough, it but is. You, know, you just, you just keep going and trusting and believing Absolutely. that you're on the right track. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. For me. It's a beautiful you. song. Thank the you. The vocals, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So so it's, a lot of people asked me if I was in studio with Casper, like, you know, when, mm-hmm. when I was recording the song or, and I, I literally was, we didn't record I didn't record anything more than what he had heard, you know, he wanted to keep my vocals wow. the way it was. And I recorded those specific vocals in my lounge. And I was, I literally, what? I was like, are you sure? And he was like, I want this, you know, the way it is right now. And I was like, okay, cool. So we didn't have a, the opportunity to um, like sit in a session where I'm redoing my mm. vocals and he's doing his verse. Mm. However, I, I did go into studio for um, obviously the the process of him doing some of his work on the song and the the um, okay. producer doing some things, but my job was done. You know, once he had heard the the wow. vocals, so that was pretty that was pretty cool. Um, no, that's yeah, amazing. It was it was nice to to break bread with you know some really cool people. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's amazing i'm so glad for you thank you <laughs> touching on a bit of the topics that you do explore um in your album i mean we've touched on your um your upbringing as mm-hmm. as a young colored woman mm-hmm. um and then there's issues like human rights issues and mm-hmm. gender-based violence and black mm-hmm. lives matter mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I remember when Black Lives Matter happened, there were mm-hmm. like, I mean, not just from the American perspective, but globally and here in South Africa as yes, well. Yes, and yes, then my question is two parts. Mm-hmm. So there was, there were um, a few people in the color community mm-hmm. who were saying, but, you know, colored lives matter. Like, mm-hmm. you know how white, like all mm-hmm. lives matter, mm-hmm. and then there's colored lives matter. Yeah. And it, it was that tug of war. And yeah. I feel like from, from my like perspective and mm-hmm. I mean I've been fortunate enough to to grow up in 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 a space where my parents really did like took me to a school where it was multiracial mm-hmm. multi-religious mm-hmm. so I was exposed to different um communities and ways of being and living yes and so now when when that came up in terms of Black Lives Matter versus Colored Lives Matter mm. I was like but oh like why why are we here like yeah. why is this yeah. happening like yeah. guys you know and you know there were different sets of arguments and you think okay mm-hmm. but you have a point and you have a point mm-hmm. but but still like there are lives here that 100%. do matter yeah. and we yeah. are fighting the same fight yeah I mean what were your thoughts on that when when you saw that happening you know, I I think that is one of my constant, um, you know, thought processes about um, mm. just the, the colored community and um, mm. how can I say how we've been. Firstly, we there has been a, do you call it a sub, subjection? Like we've been subjected to a mm-hmm. certain way of life, yes. especially... Yes. Um, you know, in Cape Town, having had the forced removals. And so I, I think mm. when it comes from Cape Town, a lot of pe- um, colored people feel as though they are owed um, something because we've been, they feel as we've been, as though we've been pushed to the side, right? So when, okay. when it goes to um, the Black Lives Matter movement, that is yeah. one way. I I I probably could see why they say colored lives matter. However, mm-hmm. my argument with black lives matter or or for black lives matter is that at that point we are fighting for a certain um mm-hmm. a, there's there's something obviously happening at that time which is the murder of black lives you know, and I think that is where it needs to be highlighted and at that point it's not that we're saying other lives or all lives, whatever they say, don't matter, but we're saying right now, we need our attention on Black Lives Matter because our attention can potentially change the the context of the way you know, maybe it can get um, a few policemen banned or whatever, but we need our Mm -hmm. attention on them right now to understand, and then so so yeah that's that's another one of my points and then another one would be that you know mm-hmm. the argument that colored lives are black lives like you know we are <laughs> like in the way i grew up as a as a colored person mm-hmm. culturally mm-hmm. but yes. in in another sense i grew up you know fighting the black fight you know i it wasn't like uh, a colored uh, fight okay. it was like i'm fighting yes. as you know the it's so weird to say that but like i'm fighting the black fight because my parents were in the struggle and they were they um okay. con- they were considered black you know but of oh, course yes. again where i don't blame the 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 way colored people feel is because apartheid the regime 
you know, created this divide between colored yeah, um, and colored yeah. black and white people, you know, they, they gave the names. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. there's a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of, um, a lot of, yeah, underlying um, identity politics in there and identity yes. issues and, and misunderstandings and, and just, um, you know, to read the direction of, of hatred and anger is to the, towards the wrong people. That's what I believe. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, if we if we go deeper into that, we would have to actually just touch on firstly the identity of colored people um, so that oh, they yes. and we understand where we're from and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh. yeah. Uh, that's yeah okay yeah because as as i'm thinking about what you're saying Mm. i remember in high school there was a friend of mine um she was um from cape town Mm. and she was she described herself as cape malay Mm -hmm. and then when she started breaking down like where her the 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 family tree Mm. went i mean it touched on scotland it touched on brazil and i was like what so i mean so that starts a whole other conversation 100%. of linking up the family tree 100%. and finding out, you know, where you're from, where your people are. 100%. But it doesn't take away that you are South African. Exactly. And, I, sometimes yeah. I, I do wish that South African was a term as opposed to the, the different racial groups um, to describe who yeah. we are, you know, because culturally mm. I, I would not take away my coloredness. Like culturally, I, I've mm. grown up colored. Um, but yes. racially, there's just too much there. I don't know. It's just too complex. No, I, no, it's quite complex. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, look, your insights are absolutely quite amazing. And I love that you're using your music mm. to touch on the issues mm. that aren't necessarily spoken about so openly and honestly. Yes. Um, and we kind of like, you know, we, we touch on it, but then we're like, mm, it's getting a bit too deep. Yeah, and like, and let it go. it's like, okay, cool, let's move on, you know. And, um, and we need to we need to start these conversations. We need to um, facilitate yes. them, and and they're yes. very important. And if I have a platform as an artist, I've always said I have, I have a responsibility. You know, um, mm-hmm. I have a responsibility because I'm I'm reaching a certain number of people with my music. Yes. It's like my yes. message. How I feel towards um, music is that my message has got to be um, responsible and educational yes. in a sense you know so yeah but I think well, as you're touching on that in terms of your responsibility mm-hmm. as an artist um there was an interview and a couple of times I've seen especially now with NSARS in Nigeria mm-hmm. where um a couple of people who have got the numbers in terms of social media yeah. but also like well-known personalities mm-hmm. and the question to the person who's being interviewed was that why is it that South African um you know, personalities, celebrities, etc. They aren't. Some aren't using their platforms mm. to to elevate the conversation mm. and to be part mm. of you know movements that have substance. Not necessarily yes. not that what they support doesn't have substance, yes. but for the really deep political, socio economic issues that come up Absolutely. because those things do impact their their um their followers and supporters 100%. and their fans. Yeah. And what do you? What do you feel about that? I mean, I, I agree with you. There are a lot of um, celebrities mm-hmm. who choose to be apolitical because it, um, mm. it, it eliminates, as we said, it eliminates the, um, the potential for 
um, people to dislike you or for people mm. to maybe um, feel a certain way towards you because ultimately um, you know I'm not pinning, pinpointing it on celebrities but, but as human nature we want people to like us and if you're going to speak about wow. something that affects the world or affects your people, affects your country, that um, yes. that is a certain um, narrative and then there's going to be an opposing narrative, obviously you don't want to, yes. you don't want to be, you don't want to have opposition. So you'd rather keep quiet. That's yeah. my view on, on celebrities touching on that, you know, but I think that mm. does more harm because um mm. keeping quiet about a situation that affects the people that follow you um yes. can ultimately actually cause more anger or or um or dislike towards you you know because it will create yes. it will create people um ultimately then you they you know celebrities i say or musicians or artists they they mm -hmm. in some aspects because of the number of people you can reach you become a voice for the voiceless and if yes. you're the person yes. you look up to is not your voice then i'm not gonna support you you know that's just support my you. view so um yeah. i would love for for people to take more of a stand and and um especially a stand against the corrupt um the people that are, are corrupting our us our countries our the world you know i would love for them yeah. to take more of a stand because change can really start from the top um and and ignite exactly. things like revolutions and conversations yeah. and debates but you know yeah like i said people don't like opposition they don't like being disliked and that's a human nature thing that's not just celebrities so yeah. i i i also i get it no, true. I mean, look, I, I get it too. And yeah. I think, um, look, we all, we can all do what we can in the capacity that we feel comfortable doing mm. um, and just, you know, encourage others to also do their part mm. in whatever way that they're comfortable mm. doing. I mean, mm. Sometimes maybe eventually you have to like take a stand mm. and risk not being liked. Mm. Um, but I think that's for each individual to to journey along that path Absolutely. specifically for them Absolutely. and what they're comfortable doing. Absolutely. But I'm I'm so excited for you. We are gold and seeing what it's gonna be doing. It's yes. like you say, I mean it's you say that the EP is a reminder that we as people of color are gold Absolutely. and Absolutely. I believe that completely in terms of our stories in terms Absolutely. of our history in terms of the narrative and owning that narrative mm. and I love that you said that in the interview is that you we have to own that narrative mm. um, we can't allow others to tell us who we are and where we fit into the world yes. and what our stories are yes. we correct. need to hold that pen for ourselves correct correct yeah, otherwise, you know, uh, um, people abroad will start writing that for us. And in certain yes. instances, we've seen it happen, you know. Um, but yes. yeah, as you said, and as I was saying earlier as well, we there's so many um, historical, historical, how could you say, um, things that have been birthed here, you know, yes. that we can yes. um, take to the world, but with still with honoring yeah. where it comes from you know that's an important Absolutely. thing because we can also take things to the world and allow the world to consume it and that's also counteractive like we don't want that you know we want them yeah. to know exactly where the source is um so that they uh, want to come yes. to for example they must come watch the minstrels in cape town to actually hear that yes. sound for themselves and you know yes. it's stuff like that so 
we need to keep the the source of where we we where the gold is once we take it abroad into the world ah i love that Poscati. <laughs> i love you <laughs> thank you for the i also love the the questions that you've been asking it's really um oh, invoking um you know some deep yeah. some deep conversations Awesome. I'm glad that's that's what I try to do was to start our conversations, mm-hmm. just to kind of dig a little bit deeper and just um just get to understand you, mm-hmm. your thinking, and we just talk about the things that do impact us mm-hmm. as women mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, also put up our own hands and say, you know, count me in. Like yes. I want to be part of the change yes. and work with other individuals, other women, and yes, some men who are progressive and Absolutely. want to be part of the change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's so important not to um, exclude men from the conversation. Like you mm-hmm. say, men who are progressive and men who are genuinely yes. um, concerned with making a change alongside women. Um, I think that exactly. is so important. And actually, I just wanted to touch on one of my songs, the um, song called mm. Our Prayer, where I speak about um, GBV, you know, and I speak oh. about, uh, so it's the first song of the EP on, on We Are Gold. Yeah. And yeah, it's titled Our yeah. Prayer. And um, in the first part of Our Prayer, there's a skit where this, um, there's a, a conversation between a colored woman and a man where he's like mm-hmm. you know very smoothly trying to get her number mm-hmm. or take her out and she's just like mm-hmm. nah you know um i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not for it and then which mm-hmm. is a a, a a everyday conversation that we uh you know in the streets in the exactly. on the phone yeah. it, it happens and yeah something so mundane i've paired with a paired with a powerful prayer which is um, how mm. something like um, GBV can can start. It starts in a conversation, and then I, mm. you know, and then in our prayer, mm. I go to I speak about what our prayer is. Um, well, I would want mm. listeners to go and listen to the song and see what I speak about. Yes. You know, um, but I speak about mm. this is our prayer as women. This is what I literally say. Why is it that you don't want us here? We keep on living our lives mm. in fear. You know. Um, mm. but yeah, I speak about, I touch on, on GB. Okay. No, no, people got to go listen. Yeah. No, they, they got <laughs> to go Oh man, I wish the conversation could go on forever. Yeah. I wish, I really, really wish it does. But you're based in Cape Town, right? No, I'm in, in Joburg. I'm in Joburg. Been here for seven years. Um, I know very strange we gotta make a plan pushing the Cape Town narrative but as long as I'm pushing a narrative it's, it's who I am so I, I just it's who you are yeah it's really just my truth um, coming out to play but um, yeah I've been in Joburg for Have seven it. years so I'm here ah brilliant okay no, we will talk offline and make a plan oh yes I love that I love it, <laughs> love it. awesome <laughs> amazing <laughs> thank you you thank you so much for your time and the conversation and the insights and everything mm, that you shared and thank you i really really appreciate it i really do appreciate i really it. appreciate being here and this platform i think it's very powerful and enlightening and i hope the listeners you. um do you know receive something from from it you know from these conversations and um mm-hmm. obviously can engage to 
so yeah thank you for 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 this and like i said love the questions i I absolutely love the the narrative yeah Yay, Yay, my job is complete. Made my week. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Boskasi. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.